Welcome to the Wise Men Say podcast. We are here to preview the upcoming away fixture. We're at Charlton Athletic, as well as look at the various going-ons around Sunderland Football Club over the past week. Don't worry, we've made sure um, we've closed any dodgy tabs we might have opened, or at least we've muted them, so nothing's going to be interrupted here today. I'm Roy Fallow, joined as ever by Matthew Keelan. Matthew, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Rory? Oh, wonderful, thank you. Thanks for asking, mate. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> we are also joined by Richard Easterbrook. Hello. Nice to have you back, Rick. Nice and to be back. we've got Lewis Newton for the first time in a while as well. Wise men say contributor. Lewis, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Very, oh, this is this is lovely. Everyone's so polite this evening. <laughs> I'm very, very good, thanks. Um only one place to start, really, lads, and that's got to be with the hilarity of Phil Parkinson's press conference today. I don't think we... I know I touched on it at the start, but it is the the best thing to happen at the club in quite a while, I think, when a Look North presenter was... Um, we don't know exactly what he was watching, but it, it, no. sounded, it didn't sound... Um, it sounded questionable, to say the least, didn't it? Yeah. I've been trying to get to the bottom of it, whether it's like... I bet like, you have. Well, well, <laughs> so was he. Um, it sounded as though there was like some kind of talkback going on because when Oscar from the club said, "What's going on here?" and this the the, the person on the other end was like, "You what?" and I think so. <laughs> Got a porn site on <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, it didn't. It's one um, of them live webcams that pops up. <laughs> you, you'd know all about that, I guess, Lewis. Um, fair play to Phil Parkinson, though, Matt. Like he, um, he took it quite well, didn't he? With his little, well, thank you. Well, he popped up saying, um, you're really pretty or something like just, that. Um, like everything else, he's, he's took it in his stride, hasn't he? Do you think he thought it was genuine to begin with? And someone was just being really polite? Well, I mean, he, would, he wouldn't be wrong to think that. I mean... As his close personal friend and biggest fan, I, I, uh, <laughs> I see no reason to believe uh, to believe why he wouldn't think that. But no, he, like everything in the last year or so, he's he's handled it brilliantly and taken it in his stride. Well, exactly. Any any adversity, he just knows how to deal with this swimmingly. Like Rick, you're a former journal. To be fair, have you ever been in? I know you like not at a time when we're having to do press conferences via Zoom, but have you ever had a sort of technology mishap when you've been interviewing what? a manager or a player or anything like what that? What he's asking, no. Richard, is have you ever watched pornography in a press conference? Have <laughs> <laughs> you ever worked from home and watched porn? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing on... You can answer that too if you like. Uh, no, no, no. Nothing on that, on that scale at all, but I, I have had the odd uh, dictaphone mishap where it's not recorded an entire interview and it's been like a one-on-one interview um but it's just that... you talking to yourself what did you yeah, do did yeah. you then impersonate the manager after and like no it, it was tony mowbray at middlesbrough and uh yeah to do it again the entire interview. oh yeah. oh fair, about fair that. play to him fair play to him he was he was, he was fine yeah but so, I, i'd imagine like tony tony mowbray would be someone who'd be like quite furious about that no no he was, he was a nice bloke he, he looks he looks really miserable and like like a rock but, but <laughs> he does. He, he looks like one of them angry rocks. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. He does. Looks like he doesn't break but, down easy. Exactly. Yeah. When you talk to him, he's, he's a really nice bloke. But let, let's let's not get into a, a some kind of borough fest. 
Yeah, let's not get bogged down in Tony Mowbray, as I always say. Um, Some some news coming out of the club today was uh, Benji Kimpyorka signed his new one-year deal. Uh, Matt, after your comments on the pod last week, (laughs) you you must be delighted about that. Uh, Well, you know... I think we should all get behind the lad. I think we said, <laughs> "No, I'm not." I think, "No, he's crap." It's good that we've t- it's good that we've tied it. You know, we've moaned about not tying the uh, the young lads down to contracts and that, but no, not for Clive. Yeah, it's um, it's not one Wait. that's gonna like fill you. Like no one really mentioned it, did that when it got announced? Like it no. just kind of went, oh. Right, okay. Well, he's just had no... Like, it just sounds like he's had no other options and he's just thought, oh, well, I might as well sign for these again then. Yeah, for but, me, I don't know, Lewis, what you think about it, but for me, it sounds like he's he can't really find a striker that he wants to come in and he wants like a bit of backup there. Kimpy Oak is just an easy option to be about seventh choice or something, isn't he? Yeah, well, obviously, the option's been on the table for a while, hasn't it? So I suppose they've just prodded it along and then it's got to a point where they probably just said here it's now now or never and then as you're saying like Parkinson hasn't really got any other options either has he so it's just a case of get get him in and get him back to full fitness he is a, he is a good footballer but we haven't really seen too much of him is he? I think I think <laughs> he is he, uh, people, people were saying earlier he's, he's a bit of a headless chicken but isn't every young player that comes straight onto the first team scene that the headless chicken Josh, is running no, around Josh Madger wasn't but Josh Madger uh, he had a little bit of time in the championship, didn't he? Where he kind of came on a little bit, he didn't really do much, looked a yeah. bit slow. But then the league one he, he, in the preseason, he just hit the ground running. I think he, he um, that form. I think he he looked more comfortable than Kim Bioka though. Kim Bioka yeah. always looks panic stricken. Yeah, but like, he looks like he's, he runs like he's like on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and not in a good way, not in a metaphorical like, way. It's like flailing his arms fire. about and that, like so, like ah. <laughs> He's a bit like <laughs> he reminds me a bit of um, I think Joel Lasora is a lot better than him, but in that in terms of he kind of just comes on, he's got a lot of pace, but doesn't really know what he's going to do, uh, and and then it's kind of a last minute decision when he does do it. And um, that can be the the lot of pace and not knowing what he's going to do can be a good. So I was going to say Plan B, but probably more of a Plan C. Something someone you bring on like after the 88th minute like when you desperately need something because if he doesn't know what he's going to do as the cliche goes defenders don't know what he's going to do either Richard so maybe in maybe in that way he's 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 never going to start games though is he he's literally a backup to a backup option well the way the way Parkinson was was talking about it was is that the option is there to send him out on loan um maybe to like National League club or or up to Scotland maybe um just so he can kind of bed himself in but with the, with the contract being a year with a year's option, I think he, he'd be, he must be looking to bring him into the the team sooner yeah. or at some point this season. So whether it's like a short term loan and look at him in the second half of the season or what, I don't know. But it's something different, you know. Kempiak has got something different to what to what the rest of the strikers have got. Um, so maybe maybe as as you say, it's it's something to, something for for Parkinson to consider in the last five minutes of a game when when it gets a bit little, little stretched. Um, he could he could be the difference, but on on what I've seen so far, especially in in the league, um, he's done all right in the in 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 the EFL Trophy when I've seen him do that play there. But in the league, he still looks really really raw. Yeah, 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 very very was, raw to say the least. There was, well, a game, there was a game he came on. Was it last season? or season before, and he came on. He completely changed changed the game, and I think he 
it was it was an AFL Cup game, so we probably didn't change the game. We were probably five 0 up or something. Um, <laughs> but he came on and he, and he and he looked so much better, and he looked like he, he had like a bit of direction. He knew what he was doing. He was running at defenders, and the crowd and stuff were behind him. But I think he had a couple of appearances last season. We didn't really come on and do anything by the Coventry game, and it kind of and obviously his attitude. Like we don't know about his attitude, but he kind of his contract talks and stuff, and it it just doesn't paint paint a nice picture for fans, does it? So he's kind of written off before he's even had a go. Well, um, no, I just I just think like. For anything he gained in being in the first team last season and development and you know like composure, he hasn't played and he hasn't been around the club since March. Yeah, like that's going yeah. to have disappeared. So you're going to be looking at a couple of months really. For by the time he he probably hasn't been even trained with with the squad since March. So you think I just don't I I hope I'm wrong. I just don't see the point to be honest. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think I think like Richard said, he's probably going to need that loan spell um, mm. just just to get his fitness up, even if it's just a couple of months or something. Um, but we've have we have tied Dan Neal down to a three year deal, which you know whether you think he should be like in the starting in the well in the squad actually um, or not. Given the fact that we lost young players recently for fifty p a pound, that's mm. quite encouraging. That we've at least got him tied down as an asset, isn't it? And that, and he's not going to leave now in the next few days before the transfer window closes. Yes, well, that's what I was saying. Like everyone's like whinged before. Well, rightly so. Was whinged before about young lads going and that. Uh, Obviously, tying Kimpy. I think this is a different sort of thing to Kimpy. This is someone that clubs were actively looking to take off our hands. Um, I think when Newcastle and Leeds mentioned, um, I haven't seen anything of him other than that ball he put through against Hull. Uh, no, sorry, against Harrogate for Will Grigg. But that was lovely. So um, <laughs> it's nice to have him with us. It is nice to have him with us. Um, be interesting to see if we do get any more players in. Phil Parkinson was talking about that today as well. Still saying he wants one or two more. Um, and in the in the Sunderland Echo, Phil Smith was suggesting that he still wants Denver cover for Denver Hume at left back, which we've I think is obvious to everyone, really, isn't it? And he's also thinking about another central defender um, because of the injury to Morgan Feeney. Um, I don't know what you think, Richard. Do you think? If we get those two more additions in, then we're looking. I think we are looking pretty solid, aren't we? I think so. Yeah, I know we've got Shamali, um, Jamajli in um, in in centre, central defence. Um, so, I think if we can keep the the back three fit, great. Um, but obviously, <coughs> it's probably not going to happen with the likes of Bailey Wright in there, who's who you know didn't stay fit last season, probably won't stay fit this year. Um, so I think an extra body in in defence would help and maybe someone who could cover both both positions in the way that um kind of Flanagan can with with the right side um so maybe another left-sided defender to to complement um Jamali and also Hume and 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 the central three yeah, yeah, agree. Um, interesting that apparently a potential, um, I'm quoting from the Echo again here, a potential addition travelled to the Academy of Light this week for a fitness assessment, but the results of that have put an end to the prospect of an immediate God. deal, which is... That's a bad you day, don't really you, you hear people fail in medicals, don't you? But like that, this this sounds like he's failed like a pre-medical. Like, have we tried yeah. to sign Steve Evans? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> have we done? Yeah, I thought we just tried to sign like someone who'd been like retired for twenty he years. Just, or something well, I've like just that. nodded off. 
<laughs> yeah, very odd. Um, be interesting to know who that was, um, but they, they were the only details given out. It didn't say the deal was dead, it just said think, that he... Well, it sounds like the player's dead, but... <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do you think he failed just on, like, the walk from the car to the, uh, the academy? Oh, well, <laughs> the no, I've, I've seen oh, enough, I've seen enough. <laughs> Oh, no. Hanging on to the wall at the end. <laughs> I, I, I imagine Parkinson's team's fitness assessments are quite like, like high intensity as well because the, the the team now since he's been coaches have been a lot fitter, haven't they? So they've got this different standard. So I can imagine a lot of players coming, especially when they're not playing for six months, are going to come back if they haven't kept themselves in decent shape. Then you're just going to shake your head at them, aren't you? Because we don't know how long the season's going to be playing for. You want your players to come in yeah. and be ready straight away. Um, so. That's another probably another factor as to why we haven't signed anyone. Maybe. Yeah, very true. Um, and and these players do look fitter as well. Actually, it's 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 quite fair to say. Um, Pattinson also said he doesn't expect anyone else to leave, which I just thought was interesting because we've still got Aidan McGeady hanging around. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. know. If, he's already written off if, the one. He's already said. That yeah. He's not I don't know if he's like sort of included in that because of the fact that he's kind of just been frozen out, but positive that we're not expecting anyone to leave and that we're just gonna gonna strengthen. Um, that was about it from Parkinson today, apart from getting interrupted by uh, very dodgy sounding clips. Um, the lads touched on this on Monday, but I just wanted to go over Denver Hume a little bit because I don't think he's getting singled out for praise enough. Um, always been a big advocate of, of Denver Hume um, personally. But, you know, he's played every game. He's played the full 90 in all of them. And I think out of the players that have played, well, at least a couple or, or all of the games so far, he's been he's been our most consistent player, both like in terms of threat and he's not really been, not looked particularly dodgy down that left-hand side or anything, have we? I think he's been our most consistent player, um, especially attacking-wise. Uh, but I've, again, it goes back to the pace and power in the team, and he's pretty much the only one who has any. Um, yeah, yeah. So it kind of he does stand out, and he, I think he's a level above what he is. Oh, Chris will have a go at us for this because I've been like quite critical of him in the past, mainly because of his defensive duties. But the way we're playing at the moment with Flanagan is covering that left hand flank a lot more. It's opening a lot more space for Denver Hume. You don't really see him doing too much defensively apart from putting the odd challenge in, which he's been a lot better. He's been a lot braver. But um, going forward, he's just yeah, he's ten times better than anybody else that we've got. Yeah, and what you're saying about he, he's potentially playing a level below what he is, that's a worry for me, personally. He was linked with, mm. he was linked with Huddersfield, wasn't he, in January last season? And obviously it doesn't look like he's going to go anywhere now, but if he keeps going the way he is, because his, his crossing of the ball is fantastic. I think from open play, I've, I've said this before, I think he's arguably our best crosser of the ball. His delivery is fantastic and the way he can run in the box we, we saw that for the way he won the penalty on Saturday like he's just such an all-round threat that clubs in the championship especially if they're playing with wing backs as well he could especially if he like keeps going the way he is he could slot right in to a system like that in the division above he's been directly involved in three of the four goals we've scored so far this season yeah yeah everything I mean <clears throat> I wish we had a duplicate of him down the right-hand side at the moment because I feel like that's that's where the unevenness this is. Um, well, Matthew, Matthew will argue with that, won't, won't, won't you, Matthew? Well, I think we've got one that we're not utilising enough, frankly, to be <laughs> oh, honest. No. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. We, we've, <laughs> got, we've mentioned, um, we mentioned Jamadjli at centre-half. We failed to recognise the versatility of Mr Conor McLaughlin. No. Mr Conor McLaughlin, give him the respect he's due, I like well, that. Well... 
it's the least he deserves. We, I look. If you're looking for someone with pace, <laughs> poise, poise, wow, uh, <laughs> technique, um, and just what, the all round. Fav- what's your favourite part of his technique? Uh, I like the way that he has none, and he's managed to be a professional footballer for the best part of a decade. <laughs> very good, very good answer. Uh, yeah. Well, he, he, you know, he, he came on at the end end of the game on Saturday, didn't he, Matthew? You know, he came on to shore things up, and uh, he didn't add, he didn't add one. He, you did predict he would score, no, but. <clears throat> did um just trying to remember how many goals we conceded when he came on the pitch um none i think absolutely the answer was not. absolutely <laughs> none um against arguably one of the most dangerous attacks in the league so <laughs> i think well, that's i don't need to say any more on the on the subject really apart I- from Justice for Conor McLaughlin. Justice for Conor McLaughlin, indeed. Um, well, now that we've covered full backs, um, I think we'll have a quick break there and then we will look ahead to the game in a bit more detail and see what the goings on are at the Valley. Hi, this is Kieran Brady and you're listening to the Wise Men Say podcast. Welcome back to the Wise Men Say podcast. Before we look ahead to Saturday's game, just a reminder to go to fromtheterraces.co.uk. Get yourself a lovely long-sleeved polo shirt or a jumper because it's getting colder now. Um, oh, I don't know if anyone saw this today. They had a prototype of an overshirt that looked pretty snazzy. Yeah, I saw I like that, that on Instagram. Yeah, same, Matthew. Same, I like that a lot. Are you, you going to potentially delve into one of them if they Pro- become widely available? I hope, well, yeah, I hope they do because... Uh... Very much would like would like one of those. Is it like a shacket? Yes, exactly. It is. Yeah. Oh, I love shackets. Really big fan of them. I've got loads. I keep buying them. Neat stuff. But I might buy uh, another well, one. Well, buy one more. Yeah. Well, but if, you, if you're going to buy this other one, Lewis, you can get 10% off using the discount code WMS10 from the terraces.co.uk if they do become widely available. I mean, Chris will be listening to this now, so he pretty much has to. He, yeah. He's going to have to make them widely available. You know, um, what, um, <clears throat> you know what else he'll be listening to? Well, uh, tomorrow, probably this time tomorrow, really, you'll be listening to the From the Terraces podcast. You can get involved with that at all your favourite podcast apps, the one that you're listening on now, I'm sure. And you can follow the podcast as well, can't you, Matthew, on Twitter? You can. Um, if you are listening to this on Friday, and uh, but just turn this podcast off now <laughs> and head over to uh, From the Terraces podcast and listen to that. I agree, and follow us on Twitter at Terraces Podcast as well. And the From the Terraces general Twitter is from underscore Terraces. And remember that discount code is WMS10 at fromtheterraces.co.uk. Now on to Charlton. Um, been quite interesting few weeks for Charlton as well, as I'm sure you're all aware. They have had um, some even worse ownership issues than us, it's fair to say. Um, I was chatting on Twitter earlier to a Charlton fan I follow um, Benjamin Roberts who's also a writer recently wrote a book called Bottled um, which is a look at football's um, relationship with alcohol um, little plug for that there because um, Benj- Benjamin gives us the lowdown on Charlton saying fans are totally in love with um, their new owner which I know yeah. something we've um, kind of experienced a little bit um, with Thomas Sandgard's taking over the club um, he does seem like he is Unlike our owners, um, does have quite a lot of money. Um, he's made his money with a company called Zenex Inc., um, which um, is 
quite boring medical device manufacturer, but he does not look boring at all. Has anyone else seen him on the Charlton Athletic Twitter posing with guitars and stuff yeah, like that? He's an ex. He was, boy, was in a band, wasn't he? He he was involved in music before he got he became an entrepreneur. Ah, was he in, right, was okay. he in Skids? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know which band he was Very in. Very good. I got that, Matthew. That was good. <laughs> Thanks. We'll leave that there. If you if you know, you know. <laughs> but he does he does look absolutely mental at the same time. He does, but the the fans, um, even the ones who are quite sceptical, apparently have been like kind of saying, "Well, it does look like he has quite a lot of money," and apparently that's altered expectations a little bit. Um, and what you expectation- want, well, yeah, exactly. Well, the expectation is now that they should be looking for promotion, but it's kind of dependent on them getting signings in. So, you know, maybe we're going to catch them before they get a raft of players in. Although we've already had one player join, haven't the Richards? Um, Marcus Madison, who has yeah. been perennially linked with Sunderland, hasn't he? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that's kind of put to bed those little transfer rumours which were never going to happen um, but yeah uh, when when the, when Charlton did the, the reveal earlier today it was just like a sea of tattoos couldn't actually make out who it was at all but, uh, unless you like unless you know Marcus Madison's uh, tattoos off by heart yeah, if you know the the full detail of his of his ink, so yeah. to speak, um, it, w- it would be quite typical if he's involved on Saturday and, and does get the winner. I don't think that um, that's probably what everyone's expecting now, isn't it? That would be too much of an on the nose prediction to make. Um, made an interesting start of the season. Charlton won the open their opening game, but they've lost two since. Lost uh, away to Lincoln at the weekend. Um, does any, did anyone see the highlights of this game, by the way? Like, the first goal of Conceded is absolutely hilarious. Their goalkeeper saved a penalty, like, with his... Penalty went down the middle, like, kind of like... I was going to say accidentally saved it. That made it a bit harsh, but a fortunate save. Broke to the edge of the box where the Lincoln player essentially won a 50-50, and then it just fell back to the player who took it <laughs> and just, like, had a tap in. It was on the most League One goals I've ever seen. Um, looked like quite an even game, to be fair, though. So maybe they're coming into this with a bit of confidence. Um, I don't know. what What's everyone's feelings going into this because of the fact that we've won... Um, you know, we've won our last two and we're unbeaten. Uh, Lewis, do you think do you think a point from this would be would be all right? One hundred percent. It's a bogey game, isn't it? You never know what you're going to get with Charlton. We, we know that quite well as well. So, like, even though they have had a rough start of the season, they've had all this transfer talk. They finally got a transfer. They, they have just signed Marcus Madison, who will be one of the best players in the league again. But obviously, he won't have played for seven months. So hopefully, he is knackered. And fat. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> couldn't get all his tattoos in because he's uh, he's put a bit of weight on. Um, <laughs> wow. Nah, Lewis, I'm, I'm not looked at him. I'm not looked at him. Lewis has lost some weight and got attention <laughs> in lockdown. No? This is a peek behind the curtain, right? If you're not following on Instagram. And now he thinks he can oh, no. dig out professional footballers. Rick's so shocked. Rich, he's Richards his, fell over. Yeah, <laughs> Richards just knacked his new hip. Absolutely. Oh, fucking hell, him. Rick, you're right. <laughs> Rick's camera has gone off, I'm worried about them. Um, but Lewis come on you're setting yourself up for like I don't know Marcus no, Madison I, not yeah. just score the winner but I'm like lift up his shirt reveal a belly according to you and then like a vest in like fuck Lewis Newton or something you've got to hope he doesn't you've got to we've got to hope he doesn't play because he is one of those tormental players who will get himself up based on nothing um, like like he did when we played Peterborough last season he tore us a new one and then he smiled in front of Jack Ross and it was pretty much the end of Jack Ross after that wasn't it so 
Um, but I don't think it was because of that, though. It was. It was all because of that. No. Um, <laughs> but obviously, we've started really well, and we've started really comfortably defensively. So I, I think if you come, if you come home with a clean sheet and like any, anything else is a bonus. So you've um, you've just described Marcus Madison as um, one of the best footballers in the league, and then you've basically made him sound like Twiggy from the Royal Family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed that a lot. Um, I don't know, Matt. Are you worried about Charlton at all, or are you just seeing them as a bunch of daft little South London slugs? Bunch of daft knackers. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I actually don't mind Charlton. Um, uh, I don't like him though. The um, the I think he'll be involved. I think purely because it's against us. Like, as I don't think obviously what I don't think he'll start, but I wouldn't no. be surprised if he's in the squad at all. Um, just to bring on like free kicks maybe in the latter stages if the if the if the trailing, uh, which there will be. Because oh, we're yeah. <laughs> so you're confident then. Well, we well I can't not be Rory, can I? Because I've said that we are going to drop a no more points. Yes, very true, very true. You have um, Richards. Can you restore some some balance to these wild opinions? Lewis is slagging <laughs> off the weight of a player. Matthew saying we're going to drop no drop no more points. Are you feeling a bit more a bit more stoic ahead of our trip to the valley? I don't think we've got anything too much to fear. Um, yeah, I know it looks probably like our strongest test so far, but we've come through two pretty big tests in uh, in, in Oxford and uh, and uh, Peterborough as well, and you know Bristol Bristol Rovers out. That, that's just the the one blot on it, considering how how poor a start of the season they've had. You know that their point against us was the only point they've got so far. Um, yeah. So um, we'll, I I want to get out of this whole mindset of of fear and these teams that that we go to because I'm I'm sick of it really we should be we should be acting it acting the big ones in this league we should be swaggering around um, yeah and yeah we haven't done it so far we're starting to build up a little bit of momentum now so so let's yeah let's, let's go in there and 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 be really confident I'm saying this with a really boring voice as well like it's the worst motivational speech ever <laughs> <laughs> well that's why that's why you're not the manager Rick that's all the why players we're just switched off now <laughs> yeah, they're all gone home. <laughs> gone home even if they're listeners home they've left and gone home um you're right though we should be playing with swagger but i don't think phil parkinson's going to send us out with that i think he'll be looking at this away from home we've won two on the bounce let's keep things tight if if we come out with a nil nil that's not the end of the world but let's you know we'll we'll look to play on the on the break try and like catch them on the counter and or maybe just hope like we, we, we say quite a lot, which I don't think is an unreasonable way for us to play. We've got better quality in our side than most do. Let's just hope that shows. Um, it's kind of fair. To be fair, that's kind of what we did against Oxford. Beating, you know, going nil-nil at half-time. We came out all guns blazing at the start of the second half and it did work. It's not a, it's not a terrible way for us to approach games, is it, Lewis? No, our chance creation at the moment is great compared to what it was last season, especially at the start yeah. of the season where it was... Um, we were struggling to get shots on target against Bolton and stuff like that. So, I mean, if you create the chances, we've got that many strikers, we should be scoring. Um, but again, if you keep a clean sheet, like you said against Oxford, we keep a solid at the back. Did the same against Peterborough. Ah. Like they, they look, they look like they were going to score a couple of times, but we kind of we were quite solid. Um, so just keep keep it tight and take take any chance that comes. Agree. Agree. Yeah, that 
Yeah, Matt's. Well, Frank's not not made an he's appearance not, on the he's on not this episode. The, he's yet. not even in the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, maybe it's not being picked up on the mic then. But you know, just in in case new listeners are wondering what that is, um, Charlton of course don't have Lyle Taylor anymore, so that's one bit of that's a bonus, isn't it? Yeah, um, they did obviously bring in um, oh, the lad from Heart. What's he called? Um, Connor, Connor Washington. Washington. Yeah, um, not like a direct replacement, and they're still looking for a striker apparently. But you know that that's that's a big blow for them losing him. I know that was always going to happen when they came back down to League One. But you know we we've seen the quality of him, and you know it was a player definitely above League One level. Um, for the Sunderland side, you know I was on a, I was mentioning before hoping that bit of quality would just show potentially. But we've got Chris Maguire is still a doubt, and Lyndon Gooch, although he did train today has a groin problem. Uh, Max Power back in training after he missed out last weekend. So could potentially see a little, yet again, more changes, although more forced ones this time to party start at 11, couldn't we? Yeah, I think, um, uh, I don't know if I hope, I'm hoping Gooch is is fit, to be honest. Um, although if he, because we don't play for two weeks, do we? After yes, this. that's right. Yeah, um, we have got we've got um, the checker trade, the lease, uh, whatever it's called, right. well, um, in the week. But yeah. yes, we don't um, have a league game. Yeah, I'm hoping he'd be able to get through the game. Really, and Maguire, um, same. Uh, it does seem like he one of them probably won't make it. Um, who don't know who the don't know who would come in to be honest. Uh, well, I think O'Brien. If one of- yeah, I think if one of them isn't fit, he might play Scowan higher up, like he did, mm-hmm. in, like he did against Peterborough um, for for some of the game. Because you know, Power is probably going to come back into that midfield, and I think he, I think he does quite. You know, the Parkinson's mentioned it quite a bit that he sees Scowan potentially a little bit higher up. He featured there against Peterborough. Does anyone else agree? Maybe well, he could. W- he was certainly better out there. To be he fair. Was. Because he was crap in the middle. <laughs> he looked lost in the middle in the first half. He didn't. He, he there was there was a huge gap between him and Ledbetter, and obviously Ledbetter likes to sit, and he needed someone who's going to be box to box like Max Power does the job quite nicely. But he, he just looked lost, and he was wandering out to the left, looking like he needed to support Hume a bit too much, but he didn't. Um, and then when he moved him into that forward position, he was getting down the wings, and he, and he's quick, so he kind of he, he's he's nippy, isn't he? So he, he kind of scares defenders a bit because you don't know which way he's going to twist. Um, and then putting the ball in his deliveries weren't great mind yeah no but they were, you know it's probably the most dangerous well easily the most apart from that Villa game it, the most dangerous he's looked for us while not playing against children um, Josh Scowan <laughs> from the so, Midlands yeah children from the Midlands actually sorry yeah I do need to caveat it with it's children <laughs> from, from the West Midlands at that <laughs> as well specifically from the West the West Midlands and not from the East Midlands <laughs> I don't know how that's became a thing but I really <laughs> I really enjoy it um, so yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens there um, obviously Matthew you mentioned O'Brien could come back into the side but I don't know after after what he showed last week I think I'd be I might, I might, you know, be eating me words if this does happen. And maybe it was a flash in the pan, but I'd be tempted to give Scowan another go there. I don't know, Richard. Do you do you agree, or would you have someone a bit more of a safe option like O'Brien come back in? No, I'd, I'd probably stick with. He looked he looked comfortable, um, but as, as as Lewis said, his deliveries weren't great. But he he was he was all right, steady away. Um, yeah, I, I would I wouldn't consider changing the shape to accommodate. Oh him no, players, definitely. So. Not. 
They're just starting to get used to it, aren't they? Like you can see, yeah. you can see the way it opens up and the way it's supposed to be. Um, but yeah, again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't drop Scowan. I don't think. I think he did all right in the second half. And if Maguire's not there, then he, he he's playable. Um, I'd bring Power back in though, because um, I think you just need you need that leadership, especially when you're going away at teams. Yeah. Yeah, definitely very good shout. Um, yeah, in, it's in good, as good as Ledbetter has been as well. Um, I'd still play Ledbetter. He needs, um, yeah, he definitely needs, yeah. He needs mobility around him as well. Because while it, while he can pick a pass, he you know to to get box to box as you say, power powers the the best opportunity between them both. I, yeah, I, I think with O'Brien as well, he he kind of changed the game a little bit when he came on um, in the second half against Peterborough because he was he was running at them a lot more, um, and we, we weren't really getting anyone behind Charlie White. Obviously trying to, but. He's about seven yards behind anything. So, um, when O'Brien is a bit quicker, isn't he? So he was he was getting us further upfield and worked a little bit better. Gave him something else to think about. No, definitely. Um, and obviously, it'd be interesting to see which striker he goes with. Given that it's been a different one, he, well, all three of the main sort of three strikers, Graham White and Greg, have started so far. For me, I think White has to come out. It was a really poor showing. But I think he'll keep the physical presence. I think, and I think it's what I would. Well, if if it was me, I I'd, I would rather see Will Greg start. But I think Parkinson is probably going to go with Danny Graham this week. Or does anyone disagree? Kim Bioka for me. <laughs> <laughs> He's not fit enough to start. He'll come on off the bench. Uh, yeah. Ten minutes yeah, to go, yeah, like um, Marcus Madison. <laughs> Danny Graham for me. Yeah, Graham for me as well. It with the strikers has been like a theory that that. Parkinson's been kind of going matching up against against the opposition and and, and going like kind of horses for courses, but I th- I just think it's something more simple than that. I think he's just been testing different combinations, just like yeah. you would do in pre season. But, but because we only had three games in pre season and and then those those two cup games, it's it hasn't really given him that much opportunity to look at those those striking options. Um, only, I think what he what he's working up to is is to put White and Greg on the uh, not White and Greg White and Graham on the in the in a dream ticket. Damn me! That's just, <laughs> just something we all want to see, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry, Lewis. What were you gonna say? I was just gonna say, like, you, you did, with strikers, it's different, isn't it? Then you, you chop and change them. You kind of don't give them a run of games. They're not gonna score goals for you. Like we've seen this with Grig. He's had like five games and then he's out the team. Charlie Wags back in. He's had five games out the team. We've never really had a striker for the last couple of seasons, apart from probably Madger, who's had a proper run of games, um, yeah. and giving themselves the right chance to put themselves. Like put their name in the hat. Obviously, if you when when you're not playing very well all the time, it's different, isn't it? But I don't think we've really seen. Well, we haven't seen that yet this this season because because he's changed them every week. But he needs to give someone one of them of the, of the two are definitely running the side. Yeah, I I would really like to see him stick with someone. I said at the start of the season, I'd like to see Grig given ten games um, where possible. Um, yeah. I just I, I just don't think he is gonna start Grig. I'm not sure what. Charlton like defensively in terms of you know physicality and pace and stuff like that but he likes his big presence up front and if it has to be one of the two I'd, I'd rather see Graham there maybe it'll depend as well what his options he's got out wide you know if he's got the pace of Gooch and or, or Maguire who you know I know Maguire's corners aren't the best but he can he can put a good cross in that might dictate things somewhat um, but team selection will be will be interesting just because of the the potential doubts in there and the striker situation as well. Um, Score prediction-wise, though, we've all said that we think Parky may set up for a draw. Do we think it's going to 
do we think it's going to pan out like that? Uh, Richard, I'll come to you first. I think I'd take a draw, but I'd like, I'd like. Well, obviously, I'd like a win, but I, th- I think we might just nick it. <laughs> I do like it when we win. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, like it's all right. Yeah, I, think, I think we'll just nick it. I'd take a two-one, and for us to exact revenge on them and score like a really late date Ooh. deep into injury time, scrappy finish. Tom Flanagan to score it as well to avenge him losing his man yes. for that goal at Wembley. Love Flanners as well. Not enough mentions for Tom Flanagan on the pod. How about you, Lewis? Do you see us as, as dramatic at the end as Richard does? I think we are. We we do grow into games, don't we? So um, I think if we do score, it will be a second half goal. Just like I see us keep it tight at the back again. Bailey Wright. It's been awesome since he's come in. So um, yeah, keep it tight. Keep keep just don't concede. Just go down and don't concede. And if anything else is a bonus. Very, very pragmatic there, Lewis. Like, it's, like, it's like you're a coach. Um, Matthew, we obviously know that you think we're going to win because we're, we're going to drop no more points. Mm-hmm. Um, but, <laughs> but just exactly how emphatic is that win going to be? 4-1 uh, for Clive. Oh, 4-1. Take us through us. Come on. Um, well, well, we'll go with the Danny Graham opener. Um, we'll, have, we'll have Chris Maguire... Who's going to be fit? I've decided oh, okay. getting two, and then Bailey Wright. Um, oh, nice! You know, and then obviously um, Marcus Madison. Marcus Madison pinging one in from the end of the bo- edge of the box for Charlton. I think you've only mentioned three three scores. No, I for said us, Chris though, McGuire so. getting two. Sorry. Oh, did you? Sorry, I yeah. didn't pick that up. Uh, um, Connor no- McLaughlin coming on. But just <laughs> glancing a header wide. Oh, oh, that's a shame. No, no assists for Connor McLaughlin. Of his own goal. No, no oh, assist, no. just on to show the defence up, really. Oh, okay. So he's no not... need no need for that's not what he is, Rory. He's not a threat. He's you know, he's just <laughs> He's a... not a I know he's not a threat. He's not a threat in oh, any way. He's well oh, yeah, I'm gone. <laughs> he's just I'm actually clap the fans, isn't he? <laughs> Sorry Lewis, what'd you I say? He's just coming on to clap the fans, isn't he? Well, you, d- you know, it deserves a little it's, it's like a little testimonial every week for him, what isn't it? Fans. <laughs> <laughs> The fans whoever, watching at home, he's going to look directly down the lens. the van in that particular week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hmm. Well, 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 I don't know if we can... We, we've heard some things about um, people yeah. watching for... We, we probably shouldn't say anything, though, should we? But No. Let's think... No, who no. knows? Maybe maybe some are going to be down there watching again. That would be fun, wouldn't it? Um, we're obviously all going to be watching from various different locations. We are going to try and manufacture some kind of reaction pod on Saturday, which will obviously, according to Matthew Keelan, be reacting to another victory um, before we go does anyone else have anything to add any more predictions any more any more statements anything outrageous or are we all good no I've, I've got all my outrageous behaviour I think okay good, save that's... some for tomorrow <laughs> yeah I've save some from the terraces yeah, I came on the pod and called the professional footballer fat so I think, um, <laughs> I think I've, your I've, work your work here is done now. I've said something outrageous <laughs> I agree. Well, hopefully Marcus Madison is fat, useless, just like the rest of those stupid little addict slugs. And it's going to be another <laughs> three points for the lads at the Valley on Saturday. Thank you for listening.